You got your coffee? No, your gin? I got my gin. Do you have your beer? I've got my coffee banoffee flavored beer. I'm drinking, <laughs> um, it's called Surrender to the Void. It's banoffee and coffee stout made by Garage Project. Oh, I, I was okay with the, the coffee and the stout. It's the banana portion of the program I've got a few minor issues <laughs> with. Yeah. I no. know. No, I could really like that, except I can taste those filthy bananas in there, and it just ruins it for me. <laughs> I haven't really had a taste yet. Oh, go for it. See how much you love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> that is a word that I would use. <laughs> to describe that, yes. Mm-hmm. But... My, my, what is it, carrot and... Carrot and ginger and whatever the fuck else I put in that. Kombucha. Kombucha and gin. Or as my father says, (laughs) kombucha. (laughs) Don't be a shit ass. That's mean. (laughs) He's so stuck to his guns on that, though. I was like, oh, dad, I think it's, it's kombucha. He's like, nah, nah, it's kombucha. Everyone says kombucha. <laughs> oh, they kind of don't. Well, it's okay, though, Dad. I know you're gonna listen to this. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you're an evil child. He's gonna double down on it now. Yes, he is. Yeah, you, you know that. Uh-huh. Yep. So me. You're just gonna reach behind me to put my can down. <laughs> you don't have a drinks table. I do. Oh, lucky you! Aren't yeah. you so fancy? I am. I made myself a drinks table. I you figured. just got yourself all set up while I was finishing my six pages of notes. Well, if I have to stay up until like ten o'clock, like the youngsters do, to do this, then yeah, we're doing this row late. It's it is twenty to ten. Yeah, right now. I should on be a school night. I should be asleep. I should be, but I wouldn't be anyway. Yes, but I would. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no. Instant. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Um, it's all right, Maui. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about good drinks, hence our drinking. <laughs> yes. And this is actually getting better each sip I take. It was just a shock to the system. No. Real coffee flavored. Okay, well, keep it to your system, thanks. Um, but it's good drinks and pretty lousy ideas that came about <laughs> that involved the good drinks. How good drinks got bad raps for some of these bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and are you drinking to theme with yours? Oh, yes. Okay, good, because I am too. Oh, good. What did your beer do? Well, hold on. <laughs> Tell me what your beer did. Do you did. want to go first? Oh, no. No, go ahead, because you got six pages of, of beer doing bad things. I'm dying to hear this. <laughs> Mine's a real fucking downer. Good. Well, we, we need mine to have something to laugh at afterwards. Then. I mean, there's plenty to laugh at here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's, it's, it's this like Darwin Award material. <laughs> I'll let you decide that. So I. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I now I know why you gave me the big glass, <laughs> the large gin. Okay, yeah. now so I get it. <laughs> I'm talking about the Altamont Free Concert. Mm. You heard of it? 
Yep. I know, well, I know you have because I asked you if you were going to do this one. Yes, I, I have heard but of this. But you haven't Googled it, have you? No, I have not. You haven't looked into it? Nope. Did Dad? No. That I, slimy weasel. No, no, no. No, we actually, I, I mentioned it to him and I said, wasn't that... And he said, yes, it was. And I said, oh, okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> because we had that conversation trying to... Sorry, I'm just moving my thing. Mm-hmm. My big giant thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, try, we had a conversation trying to decide if he was at that one, but he was at Monterey. He was at Monterey Pop, yes. Yeah, because you guys are old. Because <clears throat> yes. he's old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, just another drink. So, the Altamont Free Concert, <laughs> December 6th, 1969. <laughs> oh, the winter <laughs> <Nice>. of love. <laughs> it was the summer of 69. I had just gotten my very first real six-string over at the Five and Dime. I played it till my fingers bled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I knew that all those years of making you listen to my music would pay off. It did not. Um, there is a reason that this song was going through my head the whole time. So, um, this was meant to be the West Coast answer to Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Free love, good vibes, weed aplenty, mm-hmm. LSD coming out your ears. <laughs> However... <laughs> Is it, but yeah. wait there's more things did not go to plan <laughs> this was the era of the summer of love mm-hmm. the summer of 69 yes. yeah it was <laughs> um, the plan had been for Altamont for the Altamont free concert to encompass everything that the hippie era stood for uh-huh. instead it's known as the death of the hippie era true also, you did Google. No, I didn't, but I do know this because this is, it, it's, has lived in infamy for years as, mm. you know, like the day the music died. This is like the days the hippies died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was just, this was a bad, bad thing. Yeah. So, um, by 1969, the Rolling Stones were essentially broke. Yeah, well. Um, they had burned through around $17 million, mostly through the shady dealings of their United States manager, Alan Klein. Uh-huh. They saw very little of that money themselves. Um, so being desperate for cash, they announced a U.S. tour. But the ticket prices were quite high, right. which garnered a fair amount of backlash. Right. Um, so side note, this tour sounds epic. It was supported by the likes of B.B. King and oh. Tina Turner. Oh, what I wouldn't have paid. I, I would have paid good money for that. How much would you have paid? Well, not $17 million, but... <laughs> no, how much would you have paid? In 1969, what would you have thought would be a good ticket price? Well, me being the cheap-ass I am, I, I would have said 50 bucks. In 1969, you would have paid $50 to see a band? I'm just saying... I'm a cheap ass. Because some tickets, I mean, to the really big concert venues, some of those guys were actually charging like $125. I mean, I guess those were the great seats. In 1969? Yeah, it was stupid. I mean, but but they were trading on their name. 
you yeah. know, and so. But because do you want to hear what they were charging? What? These crazy high ticket prices. Twenty-seven fifty. Were between three dollars and eight dollars per ticket. <laughs> People were up in arms. In today's money, just for some perspective, we're talking about just under twenty-two dollars for the cheap seats, mm. and just under fifty-six dollars for you know the the high-end tickets. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think because uh, I just throwing it out there. That my last concert, I paid hundred and forty dollars for, mm-hmm. and that was like a last-minute ticket release that was supposed to have limited mm-hmm. viewing. It was actually like real decent viewing, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember because I know that a friend of ours went to the Beatles. The Beatles, and yeah. I'm trying to. Was it twelve fifty that she paid? I don't even remember. I just know she posts that ticket stub every single every year. Every year. And I, and, I, and every year I just go... Yeah, Grr. I get the mad jealousies on. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... But, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, no, I mean, for that, I, I would have I, I would have dug out 50 bucks to, to see Tina Turner, B.B. King yeah. together. Well, I not mean, all of them together. Like, at different times. But still, but a concert with B.B. King and Tina Turner... And the Rolling Stones, they were the well, headliners. Well, yeah, there. but yeah, I would have paid for. Oh B-B- my God! Don't tell me you wouldn't go see the Rolling Stones. Well, I would go see them, but I would prefer to <laughs> see Tina Turner and BB King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know the love affair I have for BB King. I, I just, know. It's, I know. It's a thing. I can't help it. I can remember many times. I know. <laughs> On Beale Street. I know. Yeah. It was a ritual. Had to stop in, go visit Lucille. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. And go just see, in case he's there. Go see Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> so the Stones had missed out on Woodstock months before, and they were pissed. Um, so they hatched the idea of headlining their own concert <laughs> that would also be free. And uh. also try to temper some of the outrage over those exorbitant $8 tickets. <laughs> Extortionate, not exorbitant. I don't English. Um, I can't even claim that it's not my first language. <laughs> well, at least you got the maths on this one, though, so hey. I don't know if I do. Oh, okay. Well, it's, so far, so good. <laughs> this could be a rough ride. Um... So, initially, the idea was brought up with Jefferson Airplane and the Grateful Dead band members. Oh! And was, this is why I'm so surprised that you didn't think to do this when we were talking about good drinks, bad ideas. Oh! No, um, I, I really didn't. This didn't even, this is one of those blurbs in our, our history that I go, oh, that should never have happened. And oh, it I, really shouldn't have. And I just, I just move on. I just try really hard not to think about it. <laughs> So they initially wanted to have this at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. Oh, that would have been fabulous. However, they were unable to skewer the venue. I think there was like a football game on in there, just being a concert or something. Anyway, it didn't work out. Yeah. Next up was the Sears Point Raceway. Mm. But they wanted a $300,000 upfront deposit and distribution rights for Mm. a film that the Stones wanted made of their tour slash this concert um, to rival the Woodstock film that was being produced or had been produced 
Oh. Tell me Mick Jagger is not the pettiest bitch you will ever meet. And he was a broke petty bitch at that time, too. I just want to, like, but now, okay, uh, slip this... over and do face masks and gossip about all the other rock stars with him. But, you know, this <laughs> explains a lot. You know, that perpetual pout that he's got going on, those big... Oh, yeah. That's why he's perpetually just pissed off and pouty. Yeah, he's That's just it. gutted. It's just, I mean, he has spent the last, what? He's just upset he wasn't at Woodstock. The last 50 years going, "Mm, they should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. What an ass. So, so that next, that venue. Oh, yeah. That So, finally, you remember the date that I told you that this happened? Right, yes. December 6th, yes. Finally, on December 4th. Oh, (laughs) you're kidding. Okay. Two days. Mm-hmm. Out from this concert, mm. they secured the Altamont Speedway in Alameda County, California. Oh my God! Two <laughs> fucking days. Oh yeah. Like how? How do you even? <laughs> my stress levels, like my heart rate, has gone up. I'm just looking at my Fitbit. My heart rate has literally gone up thinking about it. The logistics. I mean, the 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 farm at Woodstock, it was, you know, people just kind of drove and came up and it was a thing. Yeah, but it was like planned. Woodstock yeah. had months of planning. Right, I mean, they, the the farmer agreed. They, you know, everything was all good. Yeah. Two days, these idiots. Days. These idiots uh-huh. thought they were going to pull off in the next Woodstock in two days. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, well, this speaks volumes as to why Woodstock is, was Woodstock. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this was not (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so the Jefferson Airplane band members flew out from Miami (laughs) (laughs) I literally have written down here and I was debating on whether or not to say boy I bet their arms got tired tired. yes (laughs) oh the old people jokes I can hear my father getting more and more proud of me by the moment exactly Thank you, Nani Darnell. Oh, my God. Um, so they flew out from Miami on December 5th oh, to have a look at the venue. That they were playing on December 6th. That they were going to play the next day. Oh, and giddy. Grace Slate. I was going to say, I'll bet Gracie was just thrilled. There's a quote. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot longer, but I've really condensed it down to just one sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> The vibes were bad. <laughs> Literally says, I was expecting Woodstock vibes, but the vibes, this wasn't it. The vibes are bad. I don't know what was off. There was just something off about it. The vibes were bad, man. <laughs> I don't know what she sounds like. I'm I'm assuming it's that though. It was that was close actually. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Um, but, like, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what it I is. Did, when Grace Slick says that the vibes are bad and you... Trust your hippies, man. Yeah, what, trust... They know they're charging their crystals in the moonlight. Well, and besides, they know shit. Yeah, I mean, go ask Alice. I mean, seriously. So Gracie what? knew. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, had, she had some knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> the white some rabbit. existential knowledge well, the from white, above. Yeah, well, the white rabbit talked to her a lot. Yeah, I feel like I was born in the wrong time. Well, I tried to make up for it with good music, so mm-hmm. it's it's evening out in okay. your not teen years. 
Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> We're not gonna. We're not, not going not to. Gonna go just, into that. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> anyway, with two days to sort everything, there was no care taken in transforming this from a speedway to a concert venue. Meaning, there was no signage, no traffic control, no parking, no crowd controls, no viewing points. Nothing was done. <clears throat> they had just started building a stage and kind of just hoping for the best. <laughs> oh, there were no God. medical facilities, no portable toilets. Oh, God. <laughs> there was no food and water set up. I mean, it even... was just a literal shit show from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, and even a hippie's got a shit, man, and you would like to be able to use a porta potty. They get a lot of fiber from the hemp in their diet. <laughs> exactly. They are regular. <laughs> They shit a lot. As someone who eats a lot of plant-based protein and has recently discovered hemp burgers... You can speak from experience? (laughs) You can tell the time by my shits, okay? So, I mean, I'm just saying, not having the the portable toilets there was a really... That was your first mistake. No, 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 that was not the first mistake. The first mistake was December 4th, finding your venue. (laughs) Okay, this was your... What the fuck, mother? Have you not been listening? <laughs> this was mistake 1A or 1C. No, this is long way down the line. There are so many mistakes. This is, I mean, the toilets, seriously. But we're going to get on to another mistake now. Because, oh, goody. <laughs> because of the setup, where the stage was, mm-hmm. it was a whole one meter high. <gasps> it was also at the <laughs> bottom of a slope. So... That means the crowd was like pressing down on the stage. On the yeah. So um, they needed security, right? You need security. Right. Yeah. Well, you would think. Um. Now there's some debate about what happened next, <laughs> but, uh-huh. but most sources agree. Aside from the management of the Rolling Stones, who somewhat disputes this. I was going to say Mick doesn't agree with this, does he? <laughs> um. So most sources agree. That the management of the Rolling Stones were recommended by both the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. to hire the Hells Angels as security. Oh, no! Or, if you're listening to the Stones management, it was to watch over the generators and give directions to the concert concert goers. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I can't. Bu- no, Jerry Garcia would not recommend the Hell's Angels as They'd security. Them. Yeah, but okay, but that, but Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead are a completely different element from. It's a different vibe, man. Yeah, it, the vibes were good, man. Good vibes. <laughs> but the Rolling Stones and the Hell's Angels—that is, this is, this is like the my, Rolling Stones. It's not exactly death metal, mother. No, but back then that was no. No, 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 no. That was no. <laughs> yeah. Just no. <laughs> so now I see where this is going. Okay. So, uh, this explains a lot. When Sam Cutler, who was the road manager for the Stones, asked the Hells Angels mm-hmm. how they'd like to be paid, mm-hmm. Hells Angels member, I love this name, Bill Sweet William Fritz <laughs> <laughs> said, we like beer. <laughs> God. 
and all I can hear is you and your youngest sister <laughs> singing B double E double R U N B run, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> fuck's sake. We were Hell's Angels and didn't know it. Well, maybe we that did know it. Tech tingle book. <laughs> We like beer. <laughs> the, so that's the, how they were paid. And um, you can't see where this might go. Oh, wrong. I Oh. Do you see some problems oh, here? Oh, oh, oh. Just like something creeping in on your periphery. <laughs> yeah, just saying that this. Don't the, give the Hells Angels beer as payment. They paid them up front as well. <laughs> that's that was my next question because of the stories because that I've heard, I wasn't sure. So they paid them up front. Because my thought would be, yeah, sure, go ahead, pay them in beer after, after the, the concert, sh- or 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 pay them during the concert. Maybe it, it you know, after someone had finished, then Jesus. go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs> just knock over the laptop. You know I can't. Get. You know I can't talk without my hands. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I would have thought after one act finished, you know, maybe, you know, let them go and, and get... What, you're going to try to, like, get ration some, out the beer for the Hells Angels? Get some payment, you know, so that you'll continue to do a good job, and then next act, you come and get some more pay- They paid them up front. Uh-huh. How, how, how big of a... I know I'm going to hate myself for asking this. How, how big was their payment? Remember that this is 1969, okay? Yeah. $500 worth of beer. I should have Googled how much beer that would get you in 1969, but I did not. I wonder what, what did they say what kind of beer? No. No, just beer. So, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm assuming, assuming just, like Budweiser's Simpsons something. brand beer. I don't <laughs> yes, know. Whatever. But $500 worth of beer. Mm-hmm. How, how, how many? It was cheap then. Yeah, it was. It like no, no, no. It, it was, yes, it was really cheap but how how many hell's angels <laughs> were were there also did not bother googling that i really should have you're asking me more questions than i anticipated i'm just i'm just trying enough to, that shit got rough i'm just okay. try, i'm trying to do the math here and i'm i'm just thinking oh five, see it didn't even occur to me to math 500 dollars <laughs> worth of beer in 1969 spread over say 12 hell's angels Oh, that is an arrest warrant. Just, just writes itself. Oh, just wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, getting to the actual concert. Uh-huh. This lineup was incredible. Mm-hmm. So, in order of appearance, mm-hmm. when they were meant to appear. Oh, um, okay. Because something happens. Uh-huh. Um, we have Santana. <gasps> Jefferson Airplane. Uh-huh. I'm just going to pause for all of your weird... But but so noises okay. that you're gonna do after each. Of so these. so Gracie the, decided to go ahead and appear. Oh yeah, even they though the it. oh even the though flying burrito brothers. Oh man, Crosby, Stills, Nash and yeah. Young, and Sacco and Vincetti. <laughs> <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Oh my God. And the Rolling Stones. Eh. See, I love the Stones. I mean, I did until I read this. Yeah. <laughs> And now I just, oh, I don't eh. know. The I'm only thing conflicted. missing from that list that would have sent me over the edge and made me go, I could forgive anything would have been if Rod Stewart had been there. You've got some... I know, i got a Rod thing happening. It's bad. But, yeah. If, I if, just do not get it. Oh. 
Honey, I've tried. I, I know her. I'm holding out hope. I know her. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Probably not, but no maybe her. one day. <laughs> oh my God, no, that sounds like, that would have been, Santana would have been amazing to have seen. Oy. All of them would have been amazing to have seen. Yes, they would have been. Um, but I, I'm guessing that didn't happen, right? <laughs> some of it did. Oh, good. Um, the only protection for the bands, like from these masses of people that turned up to the Speedway, I don't know how they turned up. They only had two days fucking notice. Well, but, I mean. um, the only protection <laughs> was a string of twine across the stage and the Hells Angels. They're $500 of beer. <laughs> By the second act, the twine was gone. And so was the beer. <laughs> Probably. Oh my god. That's um, <laughs> fights started breaking out amongst the crowd. Fans tore down neighboring fences for firewood. And this is while Santana's playing because they were first up? Yeah, sorry, I just got hit in the head by my microphone. It's well, it's, probably it's, the fucking ghost that lives in here. Well, we are in the demon room, so it could happen. Do you know what? Don't acknowledge it, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry, Miss... You don't even know... No, yeah, shut up. Shut your not, face. Okay. Shut your face. I'm pretending you're not here. Shut your face. Okay. Anyway... So this is during Santana. Yeah, which isn't exactly like... You know, I mean, what were they playing? Break shit music. I mean, Black Magic Woman and was they decided... Was that even around then? I mean, they, they were playing Black Magic Woman and someone decided to burn a witch? What? <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into a newt. The vibes are bad, man. Burner. real bad. Burner. Oh my god. Just... <laughs> Light that bitch up. Pass it to the left-hand side. <laughs> Don't bogart that witch. Don't oh. bogart the witch, man. Oh, my God. Okay, so they decide to start this mess during Santana. That's, well, that's sacrilege in and of itself. Yep. So, fights started breaking out amongst the crowd. Oh, I already said that, didn't I? Sorry. Uh-huh. Only one beer in. Um... The Hells Angels had began to consume their payment early in the day. Aha. Uh-huh. They started riding motorcycles. Mo- <laughs> God. <laughs> motorcycles through the crowd. Oh, good. Good. They were beating them with pool cues, so that's not super. No. Uh, many people in the crowd were left bloodied, beaten, and needing medical care. I don't know where of they which were there was get it. none, but so, okay. Actually, the Red Cross was so concerned that they turned up uninvited. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, serious, this is like when the Salvation Army has to come in to settle a dispute. You know shit's gone wrong. So, so wrong. We didn't send for you, but we'll take it. But thanks for turning up. We really appreciate the bandages. Oh, my God. So there were a few doctors, like they did organize some sort of medical something. (laughs) But, I mean, it was definitely oh, real haphazardly holy done. mother of God. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, the Hells Angels rushed the stage and knocked out Marty Balin of Jefferson <gasps> Airplane while they were playing. Just knocked him out cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
And I mean, Marty's not a big guy, just so you know. I, I mean, don't know. So no, he's me. no, he is not a big guy. I mean, he's. I think he's actually shorter than Gracie. He's he was not a big guy. So I. Oh, so they rushed the stage and knocked him out cold. Uh huh. In the middle of their set. Oh my and god. And then, one Hell's Angels sat on the stage, with a sharpened bicycle spoke. And stabbed Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young in the leg every time he stepped forward to sing. This guy's pants leg was soaked in blood. Oh my he god! He just kept going. And Stephen Stills just kept coming up and singing, or trying to sing. Trying. It doesn't say that they didn't finish. Their oh set, that they didn't my, finish their my set. god! Um. And there's a really horrible part of me that goes, I wonder why it couldn't have been one of the others that he did that to. Oh, that's so... I know that's mean. I'm sorry. I have my faves, though, from the time. I was going to say, is it mean? Like, I probably would think that about a lot of mm-hmm. Yes. So he's... So so this guy has sharpened up a spoke, and he's, he's and stabbing... he's just sitting there stabbing, stabbing the talent. Steve. He's like, hey, I know you hired me, but... Meh, meh, meh. I, I might need more payment in order to stop stabbing you. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Grateful Dead saw the state of what was happening, right. and they just noped the fuck out of there. They That's my boy Jerry. Yes. They were like, mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 That would Absolutely be... Absolutely Nope. <laughs> that would be Jerry. Yeah. Yep. So, um, however, so the Stones were up next. Oh, Lord. And they couldn't take the stage in the Grateful Dead's place because bassist Bill Wyman was in San Francisco shopping. By the time he arrived... Oh. <laughs> by a helicopter. Oh. The crowd were feral. Oh, pissed. They had absolutely no access to food or water all day. They were stoned as fuck. They were violent. They, they were, were drunk. drunk. They were tripping bad. There was no tent yeah, to go there'd to. there had also been like a change in the way that LSD was manufactured in yeah, the time between is... Woodstock and this. Like, um, oh God, I wish I could remember the substance. There's a poison that was being added to the it. The black LSD. And then there was also speed black was acid. being added yeah. to it. And it just made for really aggressive trips as well. Mm-hmm. So that kind of changed the, the vibes yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the Rolling Stones only realized after they took the stage how bad things were, despite the fact that as soon as Mick Jagger got off his helicopter, somebody from the crowd just punched him in the face. (laughs) Yep. Mm. Immediately upon arrival, he was punched in the face. And was this Wyman or or Jagger? Jagger. Okay. So this was Jagger. Um... But yeah, so the angels were just literally beating the shit out of people in full view of the band. But it was a free concert. I mean, it wasn't like the the people paid to come and see the acts, they right? They didn't pay three dollars to get exactly. There. So, so I mean, fuck you know, I mean, they weren't buying merch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My God. Um, oh. So this all came to a head in a really tragic scene that was all captured on film. Of course it was. Well, thank you, Mick, for wanting to record your tour. Yep. Um, (laughs) And you can see pictures and video if you really want to. But you don't. Yep. (laughs) Meredith Hunter was an 18-year-old African-American man who had gone to the concert with his girlfriend. Uh. 
Um, his family actually didn't want him to go. They were really concerned about race-based violence in the area because it was still it was quite rural yeah. California in 69. Well, yeah, it was. Um, his sister had convinced him to bring a gun with him just in case. Oh, shit. Okay, this I can see where this is. Which he this is. said, he was like, this is silly, I'm not going to need it, but to help you feel better, sure, whatever. Um, so, he wasn't even really a Rolling Stones fan. He'd come for the good vibes and <laughs> Woodstock feel that was supposed to be there. Uh. Um, anyway, during the Stones set, he had climbed up to, on top of one of the speaker boxes to get a better view. Uh-huh. Um, this, unfortunately, attracted the attention of the Hells Angels, who, according to some reports had kind of been giving him a bit of a hard time all day because he they're the Hells Angels for starters yeah, right. and he's a black man who carried himself very confidently mm. in 1969 yeah. and also had a white girlfriend oh well that would have who he yeah, was there with that so probably didn't yeah. draw your own conclusions yeah but anyway um so the Hells Angels basically rushed to the speaker box grabbed him by the ear and pulled him off he tried to shake them off but then they attacked him meredith attempted to flee into the crowd but was pursued as a last resort he pulled out a pistol and held it up in the air Uh like basically saying like please i've got this don't make me use this i don't want to use this right yeah okay but if you've got the hell's angels chasing you and attacking you yeah yeah Yeah. nobody can say what they would do yeah you know no no um so alan pissarro a hell's angel jumped on meredith's back and pulled out a knife his own knife alan's knife not Mm -hmm. meredith's yeah um while he was on meredith's back he stabbed him twice as he tried to run away Oh, jeez. Um, Meredith fell down. In the end, he was stabbed at least four times. Mm. At least. He was still alive. And then the Hells Angels, a whole group of them, started beating him. Mm. Beat him to the ground and started kicking him. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he told his attackers, I wasn't going to shoot you. Uh. Pissarro apparently stood on Meredith's head for a full minute. While telling bystanders <coughs> bystanders not to touch him because he's going to die anyway. Some people did try to help. They managed to get him to a doctor. They managed to try to try to get a helicopter to come in. Uh-huh. He died at the scene. Yeah. The stones finished their set. The angels drank their beer. The crowd had no idea. And thus endeth the hippies. All up, there were four deaths. So... Wow. The murder of Meredith. Uh Uh-huh. And two from a hit and run. And one person who got real high on LSD and drowned in like a trench. Dear Lord. Yeah, well... Here's the kicker. Alan Pissarro was tried for murder... But in 1971, he was acquitted. (laughs) Because everything sucks. Oh, my God. I told you it was going to be a downer. Oh, yeah. You always 
have the cheeriest things to tell me, don't you? That's why you love me. Oh, I know, darling. I know. Oh, oh, oh. So, cheer me up. I'm just going to blow out my ambiance because it's making a funny noise and I'm scared it's going to explode. <laughs> like my other candle did on the bench. Well, that's because it's sage and it's trying to take care of things Shh. here. <laughs> just Don't saying. Say about it. <laughs> you should never have called and told me about that. I Ever was freaking out. I know this is the third week in a row we've talked about it, but this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> it's the stupidest, funniest thing I've ever heard. So, well, no, it's not the no, not really? that I, not that I've ever heard. No, <laughs> no, but it, it's one of the the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> I mean, when you ring your mommy and <laughs> convinced you have a demon. Goes, har har har! Oh. You're so funny. Anyway, Amen. go on. Okay. All right. So anyway, mine is basically the gin craze in London. In London? In London. I assumed that you were going to go for a prohibition bathtub gin type of thing. Oh, no, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I just hit the whole table with our microphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was I, trying I, to reach my beer. I decided to, to, to go with the, <laughs> the far more fun times. <laughs> so... It basically, if you really, really, really want to, <laughs> to be entertained or are bored at some point, there there is a website. It, it, there's in our time. It's um, done by BBC Productions, and this is se- season 19, episode 13. They cover a lot of this, and they'll cover it way better than I'm going to. But so in the beginning, 1689. In the beginning. There, was, there William, was nothing. William of Orange is what there was. And so William is has been asked to come to England to take the throne because they're pissed off and do not want a Catholic dynasty established on the throne. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So they're bringing the Protestant nephew from Holler, from yeah, the Dutch over. From, from the, the Nether- Dutch. The Dutch. The Netherlands. Oh, God. <laughs> this is brilliant. Okay. So, anyway. We should stick to coffee. Oh, definitely. So, <laughs> William turns up in England and brought the uh, the Dutch Armada. And he's attempting to take it. And he takes the throne through what they call the Glorious Revolution. Now, you know. Glorious Revolution. I, yeah, I know. Anytime anybody says glorious anything, I go, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> when I'm the terror of the Tasman, I only want to be referred to as glorious. The glorious terror of the Tasman. Yes. With all your nev- benevolosity and humility. Yes, I, I, I will remember these words. Now tell me I'm and pretty. And you're pretty, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So, anyway, he, he turns up with the glorious revolution, and he gave the U.K., the most amazing gift ever called Madame Jennifer. Or Is this a drink? As we know it today, Jen. Yes. <laughs> but the Dutch had been doing this for a very, very long time. And they had it's a distilled malt wine. And it, it did not have a very pleasant taste. Okay, I don't know if we're talking about the same gin here. And we, we we will be. Okay. <laughs> But it, it it was not pleasant. It was a very strong wine, and and it was not pleasant. It it was a strong spirit. By the time they got finished with it, um, okay. so what they did was take a bunch of botanicals, 
and add to it to make it more palatable. Like juniper berries. That would be the one that they added primarily. I'm going to add that to my next lot of kombucha. Oh, if you would, please. That would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Put in my request now. You're welcome. Oh. So, anyway, he brings this with him. So, it, Jim it was also, <laughs> because it was used by the Navy and by, I, I assume, by most of the soldiers and, and, and most of the military individuals, um, <laughs> the story is that the Dutch fed gin to, or Jennifer, to their troops prior to battle because there's nothing... Bit of Dutch it, courage? Exactly. There's nothing a European likes better than going out and whacking someone with a sword and, you know... So, nothing but, men like more than getting drunk and whacking. But the, the thing of it was, I mean, you know, some of them were getting tired of this and didn't want to go and play. And so they would give them the, the Jennifer and suddenly they would be okay with going out and playing again. <laughs> so thus the, the term Dutch courage. And yeah. I had no idea that that's actually where it came from. I had no idea. But now you know. See, we're education. Knowledge is power. We are educational. We are yes. dropping knowledge, man. <laughs> right. Oh, so anyway. Uh, uh, William, oh, where did I, I lost it again now. William of Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah, 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 yeah. something oh, so, the, so one of the first things that mm. William does is he starts a trade war with France, a Catholic nation. Do you think she, that he just what like, a surprise. sent a ship over there to be like, France, can you come out and play? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, no, he did one better than that. What he did was he set up a blockade. Okay. And, and then he imposed these ridiculous, I mean, we are talking astronomical, stupid fucking import taxes and export taxes. Classic so, English thing to oh, do. Oh, you are not getting anything coming in and out of France. Nah. I have a solution. And so <laughs> so that cut off the, the wine supply generally. From France. They From produce France. wine there. Yes. And it cut off the cognac. Mm -hmm. So so people in the UK were not getting or in England were not getting their, their I was thinking they cut it off the other way around. Oh, no, 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 no. no William did this. Yes, <laughs> no. William said, yeah, no, we're not playing with France anymore. And so then he immediately turns around and institutes what he called the Corn Laws. Now, basically... What a white dude thing to call it. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just really terrible. But the, the reason being that he had uh, friends in power, I'm assuming, who were raising lots of grain and they had surplus grain and they needed to do something with it and so he basically lifted all the restrictions on distilling grain okay so that his buddies could sell off their grain they kept their profit for grain alcohol and uh, there you go and anybody i mean and i do mean pretty much anybody could if you could make a still all you, you need is a bathtub <laughs> then you could make some sort of whiskey and so they decided to start making gin. Okay. So <laughs> it turns out that gin winds up being cheaper than beer and naturally healthier than the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, honest to God, I mean, it, kids were having what they would call a, a small ale first <laughs> thing in the morning. They did. Oh, yeah, they just drank as soon as they woke uh, up. No, I mean, you didn't drink the water. No. You did. I mean, truly, I mean, we used to That's make the joke about... <laughs> yeah, 
But I mean, we used to make the joke about when you would go to other places, don't drink the water. (laughs) Well, Mm. this was a true story at this point in time. You did not drink the water. But what was really funny was they said there were, the adage is, you could drink for a penny and get drunk for a tuppence, which I'm guessing is like, you know, a penny and two pennies. Yeah. (laughs) But everybody, I mean, everybody was was how very dickensian yes yes and they were all distilling they were all making it but the the groovy thing about gin is it was the great equalizer because men and women were actually drinking publicly together in the same places oh so gin's a feminist drink i yes oh definitely and a lot of uh, the the gin parlors that were opened mm-hmm. were opened by women i mean they, they they had a front room and they had a, a fire they would set two barrels in there they would create a but it was cozy it was it was very homely and cozy and pleasant mm-hmm. i bet they had some good ambiance they did have some fabulous ambiance and theirs didn't make noise <laughs> but i'm the, just it's down to the <clears throat> bottom of it like i can see the glass no, that's so what that it was, was making noise cool. is that the the wicks run out of wax <laughs> okay. But anyway, so they so they wind up with these gin parlors, and they have the men and women drinking together, which I, just disturbs the the upper middle. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Protestants don't like that shit. Well, and the upper middle class, and the 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 upper class, and the all of the people with the money and the the grooviness and the ponciness were less than pleased with all of this. Mm. So <laughs> what they wind up. It is ridiculous, but there's like a five-decade-long gin bender that the UK goes on. I mean, oh, it's, amazing! In seventeen, it's and truthfully, it says by by seventeen twenty-four, there were five million gallons being distilled in London, and that's just in London, mind you. Now we're not wow. talking any place else; just in London. So, the worst quote I heard, or I and and read, was by a Middlesex magistrate who said, <laughs> and and I love it, the nasally tone used when the guy describes this. He says, "The principal cause of okay, the principal cause of vice and debauchery committed by the inferior sort." That's what gin was. Oh, I do love some debauchery. And oh yes, well only and advice. If, only if you're an inferior sort. <laughs> I was just dying. I was like, honestly, somebody said that out loud, and then wrote it down and recorded it and kept it for posterity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, how up your own butt can you be? Oh, uh, but anyway, so 1751 rolls around. Everybody's pissed off because we have people who have been allegedly and horribly and well not allegedly they were they were pretty much toasted for about 40 years i mean london was yes exactly because well i mean you had all these people coming in to to london proper it was it was urbanizing Mm -hmm. and and it was industrializing people were poor and the only thing they could afford was gin and god it's so expensive now and so they they had gin but the thing of it is, How when I long for the days of vice and <laughs> so when they they started to, eventually they do they do try and tone it down some, but during this, I mean, I I guess the thing that really started the the gin laws and the gin reforms, the gin acts, 
Wait, was, there's a Gen Act? Oh, yeah, later on they, they do, um, in, in the 1750s. But there, there were alleged incidents of people being so drunk that one in particular is the famous one of, of Judith DeFore. Um, she was supposed to have, she was a, a, a silk spinner from, and I love the name of her town, Spittlefields. Oh, Spittlefields. Yeah. But she was supposedly so drunk on gin or so desperate for gin that she and her friend Suki took her two-year-old daughter Mary out to a field, took her clothes, and threw her in a ditch, left her there, and went and sold the child's clothes for money for gin. Child died. Oh, fuck um, that. Yeah. So, child dies... And this is all fun and games until you until you that. kill the kid. Yes. So the and then so Judith is immediately sentenced to death and hung. Yeah. Ta da. Go away. I mean, if she did it. Well, that that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, rumor has it that's that was one of the many things. But there were there were loads and loads and loads of incidences where you know s- stupid things happen. Now. I'm sure that stupid things happened when people were just drinking ale. Yeah. But. Or wine. Or wine. But, you know, for the purposes of this, uh, of trying. Well, because anyone can distill it. Not everyone can make ale or wine. Right. So, 1750s roll around and they decide to start enacting what they call the Gin Acts, where they clamp down on the distillation by common people and they say that you know now you have to be a a licensed tavern or inn or uh, well not really they didn't have bars at the time closest thing they had to a bar at that time was the old uh, gin parlors yeah and people believe that that actually was the beginning of what we know today as the bar because it was just you know it was two barrels with a board across it and you would go in and you would sit and the lady would you know, give you your gin. Mm. Because prior to that, if you wanted to have a drink in an establishment, you went toward the back, and they would, you know, give you your whiskey back there, or your, you know, so. Really? Yep. So they didn't have, like, pubs? I, not, not bars. They had, oh. they had, uh, apparently the pub situation was different, or setup was different, but it was just, it was really, <laughs> it wound up with, uh, things actually getting cleaned up to where you know it, it took it drove it underground for a while and turned it into kind of a, a, a prohibition style but then eventually people began to to come back around of course people lost money at one point as well and were just so bloody broke that they could not afford to even go in and pay the the penny for for gin if it was <laughs> It it was really really horrifying. Such desperate times. It was it was really really bad. But um, there's a sorry I, I'm trying to read and I'm about blind. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. no more gin for you. No more gin for me. Yeah. So anyway, they develop coffee houses and tea houses when the gin becomes too expensive and. Oh. But favorite. Okay, but here's here's the other groovy thing. Stick with me on this one. Okay. 
because remember my little experiment <laughs> with, oh no your coffee gin when I poured the gin debacle. into the into the coffee cup and it was so horrifying yeah apparently yeah I'm not the first apparently <laughs> when people they the coffee houses were allowed to sell liquor okay so what would happen is the coffee houses were for men tea tables were for women but during the the whole gin craze both of them were going to coffee houses wait so women couldn't drink coffee well it was frowned upon but Fucking you know patriarchy yeah well you know you'll have that coffee any dude <laughs> well what, that they, bro? what they would do is they would go in and they would be sitting at the coffee houses talking about how either terrible the the gin was or how you know good the gin was but they would be making all of their moral pronouncements all the while they're pouring gin in their coffee cups and adding coffee to it so if anyone comes in <laughs> oh it just looks like they're drinking coffee exactly but they're never uh-huh. so yet i wasn't the first to do that no, no just a bunch of dumbass men before you yes and and they, welcome they, to the 1700s mother and they were truly stupid because trust me that was not a good <laughs> idea was, no it's not a good idea it was not a good but idea. what was really hysterical was there were the uh, the temperance movement started there were people trying to you know pull in the temperance movement time that thing at that time yeah. and so they actually were putting cups in the tea houses and the coffee houses that down at the bottom and inside of the cup in the bottom was written do not pour gin in me. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of these teacups that I really want to get. I was going to buy you some for um, Christmas or your birthday, mm-hmm. but um, given we don't know what, yeah, well, your situation's going to be. Who knows? Um, that at the bottom it just says you've been poisoned. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> That's great. Or has like some other real really horrible really rude things in there i saw one that was just like oh fuck off oh i like it i want that yeah Mm. oh but and the other thing that ties this all together with my my little gin and coffee adventure (laughs) the man who actually devised the the i think it's called a double uh, it's a double tube oh it was the it it was a modification that was patented anyway to clean up the distilling process to where it could be done you'd have clear gin as we have today and it would be drinkable and successful and you wouldn't have to fuss with all of that oh yeah his name Anias Coffee ah the best surname he was an Irishman too I really let the team down marrying somebody whose surname wasn't Coffee you know just saying there's still time can we get him to change his name Probably not. Oh, he could take one for the team. I know, right? I mean, wouldn't you think? I'm not asking too much. No, 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 no. I All think I'm it's... asking is to be a coffee yeah. heiress. I think that would be great. <laughs> What's so hard? Yeah, I, I want to be the terror of the Tasman called Glorious. The Glorious Tasman. The Glorious Terror of the my Tasman. My name literally be Coffee. Her name was Coffee. She was the glorious terror of the Tasman. See, that's what I want. And you want that on your tombstone? And I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Put your order in now. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. I've got a 
There's a list. There's a list. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it somewhere I can find it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You think you're going to outlive me. Yeah, at this rate, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting you those teacups for nothing. <laughs> oh, oh you so funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was strychnine they were putting in LSD. Just thinking about poisons. <laughs> yeah. Great. Strychnine. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> You're welcome. So, just a fount of knowledge. <laughs> so, your, so your advice for the, the day, kids, is don't add coffee to your chin or gin or to your coffee to your or stick nine to your LSD. Or uh, to your gin or coffee or your kombucha. If a concert is planned two days out, don't go. Just don't go. fucking do it. Don't go. <laughs> just, just stay home. Don't yeah. go. <laughs> okay. I mean, so I think we've saved the world again. Life hacks. <laughs> yeah over here i'm just saying yeah <laughs> is that us that is the extent of all, all the, the worthless, worthless shit that we, we know, know. <laughs> oh uh, wait no <laughs> i almost forgot uh-huh where you can find us jesus christ i'm telling you doing we're this we're not at, doing this at night ever, ever again. again not ever <laughs> ever again never it never is. never never <laughs> been a rough ride yes it has <laughs> so i didn't bring my little sheet of paper so we're gonna have to do this by memory again oh dear god which went so well this last never, time this never goes well so you can find us in your ear holes on on uh, name of place spotify yes stitcher itunes yeah or apple podcasts i think they're the same i don't really know i i'm i don't get apple uh-uh I don't understand it. Um, Google Play. Podbean? Yeah, boy. Is that it? Yeah. Um, if you want to send us an email telling us what's in your LSD, <laughs> or if you have a suggestion for something we should talk about, or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not talk about ever again. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you can email us. Do you know our email address, Mother? Probably not. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll just carry the team. It's fine. Good. It's thank fine. you. I'm fine. Good. Good. It's fine. You're younger than uh, I. Uh, yeah, that happened pod at gmail.com. Good. You can also find us on Facebook. Yes. At yeah, that happened pod, pod I think. I don't know. Yeah, see, it's not just Pod me. or podcast. No, <laughs> just yeah, that happened. Ha. Uh-huh. I don't know how to edit that out. It'll be alright. It's fine. Um, or? Oh my god, where else? Oh, the Twitter bird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see me flapping my wings at you? Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for that. Appreciate the cue. <laughs> On Twitter, at YTH Podcast. That's like a yeah, that happened moment there. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, that actually um, did happen. <laughs> or? Oh, Instagram. Ah. Thank you. Yes, that. At Yeah That Happened Pod. <laughs> okay. Please <laughs> like us, comment, rate, review, share us with your friends, shout us from the rooftops, do whatever. Just maybe. <laughs> I don't know about this one. <laughs> um, well, I'm... Much like the Altamont Free Concert. <laughs> yes, exactly. This might be a shit show. <laughs> this may have been something we should have thought through a little more. <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, it's so late. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. <laughs> it's, it's really late. <laughs> yes. In mom world, it is it's way so late. past my bedtime. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, so please play nice with us. <laughs> please rate and review us. And... I think that's everything. I think that's us. Yeah. I think we need to go to bed. Oh my god, yes. I'm so tired. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.